Well, hello and welcome to another episode of IP Frequently. I'm here as I always am with my close friend. In fact, a man I consider my brother and business partner, both of those things, Mr. David Michael Pridham. How are you, David? Well, Brad, I'm good. I thought you were going to say that Scooter was on when you mentioned your brother. No, I said a man I consider my brother. Whether I consider Scooter my brother or not, he still is. Okay. Right? Well, that's good. So he that's he a, did fuck up that whole Iran-Contra thing for us. But again, that's a that's a different podcast. Well, that's a different podcast. And, you know, I mean, you can look at it one of two ways. You can either, you know, look at it as an upside that you're not required to be my brother if you don't want to, whereas, you know, Scooter's stuck with me. I mean, can't really turn his back on uh, on the fact that he's my brother, whereas you could opt out if you chose to do so. That's true. You can't deny genetics. That's what you're saying. You can't deny it. Well, you could deny it. It just wouldn't be any good. True. But, uh, you know, I, we are, you know, up to episode, I don't know, six or seven here and of our return. And I, I think that our listens or downloads or whatever the appropriate metric is, is on the way up. So I think it's fair to say that you and I, my friend, are a couple of wanted men. And uh, in view of that, we're going to open up the episode uh, this week with a song off the album that put Rat on the Map, my friend, 1984, out of the cellar, we're going to do a little Wanted Man. All right, well, there you have it. I imagine that had your toe tapping, my friend. That's an upbeat jam, as they say. Brother, that's a good time. I, I tell you what, uh, Tommy Lee Jones is great in the lead role there and uh, just love that group. Love everything about it, except for the fact that, once again, it did not mention the word uh, I or P. Now, at some point in time, we're going to find a good 80s hairband jam that mentions IP. But luckily, we have, you know, week after week to get there. So... Uh, we'll see what happens next week. True. We can do that. And we will. Yes. Perhaps. So uh, what's on your mind? We're still uh, we're still trapped in our homes. It's uh, getting to be late spring at this point. So uh, not really much else to say. Can't really get out and about. Although I am looking forward to uh, meeting you there at your place for the 4th of July. I'm I'm excited. I tell what you know. It's interesting is we have been locked in our uh, respective homes for a considerable amount of time, what seems like months. And so when you hear something interesting, you 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 want to bring it up. So on the way into work today on the subway, I uh, heard a man, um, what I consider a wise man, say that um, why don't we just treat silence as consent? Um, have you ever heard that phrase? I have. That's a good phrase, actually, because it sets you up for not having to, you know, listen for anyone's response. You can just assume that if they don't say anything, they're with you. So I do. I, do. I like it. It, it seems. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you can tie that into many different things in the world today. But again, I heard the man on the subway say it. I said, boy, I'm going to make a mental note and mention that on IP often. And now I'm doing that. So there it is. Good. And you do, by the way. I've known you long enough to know that you do. Often. Small, small prostate. Yeah. So what about the COVID yeah. update? You want to start there? I mean, that seems to be at the top of everyone's minds. What uh, we're, we're in well, the middle I'm excited. of this global I mean, I'm pandemic. excited about where we must be, right? Because, you know, up until a week or so ago, 
you know, we were being told that if you came out of your house, got close to anybody, it was, you know, almost certain that the virus would be transmitted and everybody would get it. And, you know, the curve would, you know, spike and it would be all bad. But I, you know, what I, I've noticed is that uh, it, that doesn't seem to happen during riots. Now, I'm not sure how you tie those two things together. I don't know if rioting suppresses the virus. I suppose Dr. Burks will have to look into that. But I, I now I, I'm taking encouragement from the fact that you can apparently have a riot with people all over each other, hurling bricks and whatnot and beating each other to a pulp, but you don't transmit the COVID virus. So that would seem to be a, uh, a net positive. So we've sort of found a loophole is what you're saying. Uh, I believe we have. I mean, if now, you, you and riot, I are both, you know, too old to riot, but I appreciate other people stepping out there and seeing how that works. I don't. I don't think you're ever too old to riot, and I don't. I don't think you're ever too quiet to riot. Hmm. That's another good '80s reference. So, like, if you have the COVID and you rush out and riot, are you suddenly mm-hmm. immune? Is that a is that a panacea? Is that a uh, um, is that uh, going to be some sort of a uh, um, a cure for the uh, the the COVID nineteen? Well, again, I don't, I don't, I don't know that we have enough data at this point to confidently state that rioting is a cure, but it would appear that rioting does not, you know, heighten transmissibility of the virus, right? I mean, especially in these states that were run by you know, certain mayors and governors and et cetera, who telling people, you know, you can't open your business. You, you got to wear a mask everywhere you go. You, that ruins your entire family's financial situation. That's too bad. COVID virus is the most important thing we got going. That applied right up until the rioting. When apparently, that was okay. What if you are a riot? Again, from a perspective of being funny, or just yeah, like, like my, a, I, you know, you know, my aunt Edith. Remember my aunt hmm. Edith? Mm-hmm. She would always come into the house, and old Grandpa Irv would look at her and say, "You know," and Edith was his aunt actually. So that means, you know, she was yeah. she was born in like the Grant administration and uh, exactly. not U.S., not you, U.S., not you. Right. And, right, right. Um, you know, and so, uh, you know, again, if, if she was a riot, so is she well, she died 40 years ago. But is she immune when she would was she immune? Did she ever get COVID-19? Probably. I mean, she was she was she had my grandfather used to say she had bats of the belfry, whatever that means. But I think that's the yeah. same thing. It's a clinical diagnosis. Yeah, right. I mean, you'll have a, you'll often see that actually written in uh, charts hanging on the end of hospital beds. Bats in Belfry. She, they abbreviated BIB oftentimes, but that's what it means. To answer your question, though, they did go back and amend her cause of death from dementia and extreme old age to COVID nineteen. So back in the seventies. I think it was. I think it was in her defense. It was eighty-one, but okay. Well, you know what? Good for her. That's a good hot run, and I liked Edith. Yeah, and just for big, the record, big, um, so. big fan of uh, Kelly Savalas, by the way, Aunt Edith. Oh come on, who was? Who loves you, baby? Boy, he was. He was. He was the best. He 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 had COVID. I think. I think he did. I think he died. That's how he lost his hair. But you know what extended his life, and I think we ought to be looking more into this. Was the lollipops? You know, and I don't want to uh, spoil Time Machine, but I guess I'll go ahead and do it, and we'll just come up with a different topic. But how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? Uh, that's an excellent question, and not one uh, 
you know, that I'm sure has ever been completely answered. As I recall, uh, back when you and I were, some would say in our salad days, certainly early salad days, maybe fruit salad. Um, Waldorf. Waldorf, perhaps. They did have that commercial where the owl takes the Tootsie Roll Pop from the kid, and I think he licks it like three times, then he has to bite it. So it's uh, it's equal to or greater than three. Three, yeah. Well, that's... There it is. Um, some more good news. I've I've received word from the prestigious awards committee over at the Stevies that uh, the uh, episodes with uh, White Bill Morgan have been nominated for a bronze Stevie. Is that because they don't have a paper Stevie or tin? They don't have the tin. The tin one they're not awarding <laughs> this year, so they went bronze. <laughs> they're not, not going to have the tin Stevie. That's too bad. Uh, but look, they, um, hey, I mean, I, I mean, if we can get a bronze Stevie out of that, I mean, I, you know, some have said White Bill was fantastic on those podcasts. Others haven't. And of the three people that nominated us, two of them blew a 75% on the blood alcohol level. So there you have it. <laughs> there you have it. Good close friends of White Bill's that I assume. That's yeah, that's true. Now he's probably out looting. What do you, what do you think about all the looting going on in the, in the country these days? You, I, I take oh, it I, you're I, thrilled with that or. I, again, I just, I don't, it, you know, I, I, as I'm sure is the same for you and our studio audience here, I can see them you know, nodding along. I mean, it, you know, it sucks, right? I mean, I just, I, I don't, I don't understand, uh, you know, how in a, in a country like this, we can, you know, let that happen. Plus it, it serves no one's interest, but the criminals, right? I mean, you know, there are those, I honestly believe who are trying to protest what they see as, as widespread, uh, you know, police brutality and, uh, potentially, you know, racial inequalities, and, you know, that's one of the things that makes this country great. You're allowed to do that. And then it devolves into these douchebags, you know, lobbing bricks through windows and basically taking what they want from, you know, and, and ironically, many of those businesses that have been looted are minority owned, small businesses that people have poured their lives into. And, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, it's incredibly unfortunate. Well, you know, looking at the studio, studio audience here today, I had just assumed and maybe I it sounds like I, I stand corrected, but I assumed we had a, uh, a a combination group in here consisting of Masons because of all the the bricks that we see at the feet of some of our audience members and folks who are availing themselves of a big tax free holiday because of the number of Nike and Lewis Button boxes that I'm seeing on the ground. But you're saying it's something <laughs> other than that. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, as we don't often like to talk about this on the air, but it's not uncommon for people to bring bricks to our show and occasionally even throw them at us. So, I mean, I, you may be right. These may be bricks that are more rioting and looting related than just generally being displeased with, uh, what their ticket has bought them. Well, the fact that some of them have a handle is what's concerning to me. But again, I don't judge. Neither do you, as far as no, I know. I certainly don't. No, I, I certainly so, don't. I try to, but I think you, I think you're, I think you're spot on in the looting thing. I think it's unfortunate. And I think when you look at uh, what's going on out there in the country these days, you know, the folks um, across the country have been locked up um, in their homes for three and a half months. Uh, they've been scared by the uh, COVID-19 and sort of the constantly shifting positions on what we should be doing as precautionary measures. 
uh, and they're just starting to emerge and the business owners are just starting to emerge and they're seeing 40 million uh, of their, their, their fellow Americans are now out of work. Uh, what was a thriving economy is now struggling. Um, and, you know, a lot of that frustration, I think, is what's leading to what's going on. Not to excuse it. I think it's I think it's it's criminal. And I think the folks that are doing the rioting should be prosecuted to the full extent. But you think about the folks in these businesses that have been shut down for three months, have had to go on the government dole if they can even get there, uh, are now uh, seeing their businesses looted, not by the government's um, uh, orders regarding COVID, but by fellow citizens, frustrated or not, who are, who are rioting. So it's like a double kick in the uh, in the nuts and then a brick to the side of the head. In the yeah, in the proverbial family jewels, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I I think it speaks highly actually to the general character of the American people. I mean, our government asked us to you know shut ourselves in for the benefit of those who might be more susceptible to the virus. We were told that if we kept the curve low, that we would ride this thing out. You know, and now they keep moving the goalposts on people, saying, "Well, yeah, now but we now now we can't come out." I mean, the curve we flattened the hell out of it. I mean. You know, there were very few hospitals that were overwhelmed. We had a we had a actual overabundance of ventilators, and now we're being told, "Well, you know, you may not be able to come out of your house. The kids may not be able to go back to school. Businesses may not be able to fully reopen until we have a cure," which is just ridiculous. There's no cure for the flu. There's no cure for AIDS, and that just makes no sense. And yet, people have you know generally kept calm. And even the you know you see very few, given the amount of rioting. You see very few deaths, you know, murders um, as a result. I mean, the shop owners are, as you say, but shut up for three months. Now they try to open. Now they get looted. And, you know, we don't have shots being generally fired in the streets. And so I think that, again, speaks highly of the American character. And I hope people can continue to be a little patient and a little circumspect. And, you know, hopefully our leadership will actually follow Instead of being, we, we, it's too much to expect for these people to be out front, of course, but at least if they follow along behind the American people who seem to be leading themselves out of this crisis, you know, maybe we'll get something good out of the double kick to the nuts than the brick to the head. Yeah, it's like the double kick to the nuts, nuts and then the suplex off the top ropes. But it's, it is an accomplishment. I, I, um, I do believe that. I believe that, uh, you know, the, the folks that have, have done this and have, it is a level of sacrifice. Um, for folks who've given up jobs, companies that have given up um, huge amounts of revenue. And I, I know companies that have worked decades and individuals have worked decades to start up their business and uh, get going. And, um, uh, and, and now it's just, it's, it's frustrating, but I do know one thing, I mean, in this country, um, people figure it out. I think they are figuring it out and, and, it seems like these riots that are going on are being uh, quelled to some extent. And, um, you know, the hope is that we continue to push forward and emerge through this. I will correct you on one thing you said, though, when you talked about there being no um, uh, cure for some of these diseases. For, for bats in the belfry, my grandfather, Irv, always used to say that the uh, the cure for Aunt Edith was a, a cup of creme de menthe. And then you just leave her alone in the chair. So, but but you have to admit, you know, in my defense, in not raising that, uh, your grandpa Irving was an unusually wise and insightful man. I mean, that's not the kind of thing that I think most people would have been able to perceive. No, which leads me to a, an interesting, um, uh, you know, it's not it's not our award winning feature, time machine, 
mm. because as you know, and, and again, this is your week to, um, uh, to talk to this, but as you know, in the award-winning feature, one of us is sent back in time mm. with a particular invention um, mm. of any type and any size. Again, size does matter, if that makes sense. Um, but uh, what would, what would uh, let, let's say, for example, we could go back to the early 1980s. Um, yes. and get you and myself modern day you and myself okay um and then and then old, old grandpa uh, Irv and your grandpa Zeke in a room and then mm. bring that room into 2020 preferably where I'm at because I'm you know a little bit milder than up in the um in the mountains where you are and plus I'm not as fortified and I don't have all the camouflage and yeah. And whatnot. Again, yeah, agree. And what and whatnot around me. Um but uh, what what do you think those two would say if they saw what was going on today, I think I, I think their first reaction would probably be to strike both of us. But yeah, then after no, that, we, after yeah. they after they hit us and we, you know, stop crying. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Well, that yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, first of all, the open-handed slaps come for for you and me, just for GP, but just for general purposes. Irving and Grandpa Zeke are gonna give us both a little bit of what for, and remind us, you know, what made this country great. Uh, for those of you that uh, may not. Be aware of both uh, Grandpa Irving and Grandpa Zeke, World War II veterans and uh, decorated World War II veterans. And so they were not to be trifled with. And then I think they open the door to the room that we're in, David. They take one look around and somebody's in for an ass kick. Right? Like, I, I, God help the looter slash rioter slash Antifa douche who happens to bump into Irving and Zeke. I mean, just God help them. Yeah, it'd be like going up against Arn and Ole Anderson in their heyday. Yeah, at a minimum. Salad days. Yeah. Well, what's the difference between uh, salad days and heyday? Salad days and heyday, are they the same thing or different? I think think they are synonymous, but uh, I wouldn't want to eat the hay. I mean, I think I would be more inclined to go heyday if I was talking about a horse or a mule or potentially a goat. Because uh, that would be more something that you could enjoy in that day, right? A hay day for a horse would be a big day. A salad day for you and I, equally big day. And just to be you know, Cobb. Just to be clear, um, for the for the lawyers on this side, we are refraining from mentioning any type of horse due to the cease and desist uh, letter we received from the uh, International Equestrian Society about a week and a half ago. So again, apologies, and we'll we'll scrub that out. Yeah, mule um, will stay there. Kangaroo. Yeah, see again, I, I, kangaroo. Kangaroo's fine. I think. I think mule is getting very close to a line that you and I can't cross. But uh, cross. again, that's that's a discussion for another day when we're freed up to talk about it. Well, and I, you know, I think one way we might be able to wrap up this discussion, though, a good solid way to to bring this episode to a close, would be for you and I to to revisit i don't think we ever reached a uh, conclusion but have we been banned or barred by the equestrian society well that's an interesting segue and um you know i i i don't know i i think it, one of them as we heard from our our last guest on the episode that's um again up for a uh, blonde stevie award uh mm-hmm. it, it is permanent one is not permanent my understanding from talking with our team of lawyers um, earlier today and really throughout the week is that uh, this, this, this would be the more permanent um, type of um, situation where they don't want either you or I to ever discuss uh, horses again. 
Yes, or any other, you know, equine related creature. I think you're exactly right. I think they're certainly hoping it will be forever. So I permanent. I don't know if Mr. Morgan yeah. ever finished up his research on that, which of those is permanent, which is temporary. Uh, but perhaps the next time we have, uh, we're graced with his presence, we can get to the bottom of that. Well, the last thing he said to me when he was um, uh, earlier in the week, when he lawyered up uh, and was signing some sort of confidentiality agreement with the horse lobby was, why would I, why would I sign anything else? And why would he? I mean, I, I, yeah. I couldn't agree more as he rides off into the sunset with his iPhone 2 piling into the back of an Uber wearing a velour tracksuit from sometime in the 70s. Why would he? Yeah, why would he? Why would he sign anything else? That's good. It, it harkens back to Grandpa Zeke's last words, um, uh, which I believe were, and I'm paraphrasing here, something along the lines of, you're licensing the iconic Kodak portfolio in Japan. Why? And then- yeah, no, that's that's close. It was a little more colorful than that, as I'm sure you recall. But uh, you know, this is a family podcast. Yeah, yeah. Just come over here. Come a little closer. And then, <laughs> yeah, not to be Grandpa Zeke, not to be trifled with. No, those two though, I would uh, pay money to bring them, uh, get them both about 65 years old. You know, well seasoned, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit pissed off at the world, and yep. see what's going on here. And uh, yeah, oh. you know, all the yeah, snowflakes. And frankly, we need more of that. But uh, you know what, yeah. buddy? One day you and I will both uh, have the opportunity to see our grandfathers again. And uh, I'm sure they will be quick to point out where we perhaps might have been able to make a better decision. But the only the only thing I want to clarify is that there's no hitting in heaven. Is that your understanding? Certainly not below the belt. And, and thank goodness for that. Because uh, I know Grandpa Zeke wouldn't have hesitated to you know, go low, as it were, if necessary. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, so, there we go. And I think I think we sort of reverse time machined it, so I think we're good there. Yeah. Check that box. We did banned or barred. Um, yeah. We talked about uh, the, the, the lawyers and the issue with the horse people, which, again, not our – we will have that story to tell at some point, but, mm-hmm. again, we're um, – prevented from doing it. Uh, we did weather and uh, traffic on the eights twice. Um, oh, that's a, that's a good day's podcast. That's all excellent. All, a hard day's work. Of you and a good day's podcast. Yeah. Why would we sign anything else? In fact, I, I wouldn't, I guarantee you, I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the question, mm-hmm. the only question for me is what do you call this podcast? Do you call it bats in the belfry or do you call it? Why would we sign anything else? Guess you could go with either. You could go with, why would bats sign anything else? For that matter, it's a big, it's a big, um, a big uh, decision for Monkey Boy. Indeed, indeed. All right, my friend. Well, as always, it's been a pleasure. Again, I look forward to us being able to uh, eventually do this live and in uh, real time together. I appreciate our studio audience weathering the storm of rioting, looting, viruses, and various and sundry other hurdles to their presence but uh but getting here anyway we appreciate that and we will see you next time on ip frequently Whoa!